my name is Anna Maria. Hey, hi, how are you? I'm Mahima. Hey, y'all, I'm Kendall. And hello, I'm Ryan. And welcome back to Neurodivergence, the podcast. Yee-haw! I get all you. I say ye, you say ha. Yee. Ha! That was that a was a little. One. This was that so was, smooth. That was good, actually. That, that was, was actually good. pretty good. We were, we, we could did be that cheerleaders. so smoothly. Um, so this is episode oh, yeah, number two. Yeah, yeah. So sorry. I'm gonna need you to leave. <laughs> <laughs> this is the second episode we can't start right kicking now. people off already. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to escort yourself from the premises. No. <laughs> No, it's don't the do second that. You're episode, so sexy. Guys. You're so sexy. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, this is episode number two. Um, I want to start off by saying thanks for all the support that you've given, shown to our um show since the first episode. It's been crazy. I can't believe we have a podcast. Uh, yeah. Thank you for sharing and listening. It's been awesome. Thank you, friends um, and family. Yeah, thanks, Sahib. Thank you. Um, and then I wanted to lead into one of us has recently had a birthday. You gotta guess which. I'll give you three <laughs> seconds to guess. <laughs> da, na, na, da, da, no, we're gonna get copy struck. <laughs> no, you <laughs> I'm in tune. You got it wrong. Did you guess it was Kendall? That's wrong. It's me, Mahima. <laughs> you silly goofs, listeners. Did you say goofs? Silly yeah. goofs. Silly goofs. Gooby. <laughs> you sounded like you were going to say goof and then you tried to say goose. Silly goofs. You silly goofs. You silly geese. You <laughs> silly geese. Um, uh, yes, I turned 23 uh, this past month. Yay me. How has that been for you? I don't want to talk about it. Nobody likes you anymore. <laughs> Nobody likes Mahima anymore. No, no one does. That's true. We never liked you. True. <laughs> That's so horrible to That's say. That's something we all have in common. <laughs> That's we something we all have in common. <laughs> um, what a move, then... We just wanted to wait and tell you until you officially turned 23 to tell you that we hated you. Um, <laughs> but, like, we've actually hated you since so. you were, like, 17. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, I met you when you were 16, so... What, yeah. What we, so Ryan we has 16. hated you longer. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Yes. I don't even know how old I was when I met I'm all of you. I don't, I don't know how old I am now. I be a young. You are the young one. Um, yes. I always think that Ryan's the oldest, but it's actually Kendall. It is. Wow, the most I was the youngest for so long. Or I was the oldest for so long. Anyway, so happy birthday to Mahima. And on that note, we finally have all of us together. Introducing Yay. Ryan. Oh, God. Ooh, Ryan. Oh, God. Yes. Woohoo. That's me. All right. Uh, Ryan, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, a la the format of our last episode? Okay, so my name is Ryan. Or Rye. Uh, I'm in my 20s. I typically use they them pronouns, but honestly, I think it's really funny when people use she, her, or he, him. So I allow those two. Um, 
I grew up on the East Coast and basically in a small town that was so small that I couldn't actually, that I just basically, we considered the community the county. Um, it's a cute and place. And then, yeah, Anna Maria's been there. It's fairly cute. Um, and then I moved to the Midwest for college reasons and Anna Maria refuses to come here. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I'm I'm good. I'm good in Vermont. Uh Um I don't think she really wants to go from the middle of butt fuck nowhere to the middle fuck of nowhere. Butt fuck nowhere. <laughs> but with Listen, tornadoes. That's true. That's Featuring true. Tornadoes. tornadoes. I was about to say I'm in suburbia right now. So like for your information, if I wanted to right now, there are like four Taco Bells in my immediate vicinity. I could just go to them. Anytime I want. I don't have to plan out a whole trip for it, Anna Maria. I'm literally visiting Mahima next week, and I'm going to eat Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah, I literally have one across the street. That's so good. I have a Sonic and a Dunkin' I, Donuts I mean, and a Baskin Robbins. We don't have a Dunkin' a Donuts CBS. here, actually, which is really weird because it's a college town, but it's whatever. Um, I'm just flexing on you. I know. I get it. We get it. We have We have five Sonics in this town. Like four, what maybe not with, five. What is up with like the South because, and Sonic? Okay, because I would die. For I mean, chili cheese. Sonic originated Sonic. in Oklahoma, so See? that's like, part of it. Um, so, uh, so I moved to the Midwest for college because I I got a tuition waiver, so that was very helpful. Um, and when you're faced with student loans or a tuition waiver, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't really matter where you're going. No, I was choosing between student loans and a tuition waiver in, like, a place I didn't want to go, so I ended up going to the place I didn't want to go. And I actually like it here a lot now, um, and I get really defensive when people outside of it are like, hey, that place sucks. I'm like, fuck you. You've never lived here. Fuck I can say it sucks. And real. Anyways. Listen, um. I don't say it sucks. I just say I'm not really wanting to visit. That's fair. Anyways, uh, let's see. I currently work at a homeless shelter for teenagers. Uh, and I mentioned this just because it's like a big factor in my mental health, especially since I work the night shift full time. So that's really Ooh, fun. Ah, the night shift. I've, you can definitely see the decline in mental health. <laughs> yeah. There's been a significant, it's getting better, but, you know, I had to, like, adjust to it. I'm also no longer drinking any sort of caffeine, which is wild. Wow, I'm, I could never. My therapist told me to do it for my anxiety, and I did it, and I've had, like, a dozen migraines, including, like, one 30-hour one, but it's been worth it. I mean, it's, I should probably as well, but. I supplement all my caffeine intake with blue Gatorade. Ooh, blue Gatorade. <laughs> Anyways, so my job is traumatizing in itself because it's a homeless shelter uh, for youth. And then also it's, how do I put this? The night shift is a very hard shift to work. In my free time, I do drawings. I draw things or I paint them. Or I, uh, I don't want to say my third a ho hobby because it's really embarrassing it's i read poetry um and Bitch, every time i, I say play it, with legos 
so compared to poetry. I still feel like a stereotype. Like, I I have purple hair, and I often dress in all black, and also I read poetry. And I mitered in English. So. Listen, you just gotta okay. own it. You're yeah. just Raven from Teen Titans. God, Goals! And isn't that what we all aspire to be? That's why I named myself Ryan, because it's kind of... So- anyway, no, it's not. It's Ryan and it's Raven, yeah, they're like the same. They're like the same name, kind of. I get them confused all the time. <laughs> so, my t- two truths and a lie are I majored in criminology, I slept for six hours today, and I have a husky. I feel like I have an unfair advantage, so if y'all want to go. We literally all have an unfair advantage. Yeah, because you all know who I am, so. Yes. Okay, Do well, you let's... guys want to say? Well, Kendall, Kendall, let, let's see if Kendall guesses. Uh, <laughs> I gotta think real hard about this one. Um, <laughs> yeah, repeat repeat them again. Yeah, let me hear it. Okay, let me hear so my two again. truths and a lie are, I majored in criminology, Okay. I slept for six hours today, and I have a husky. You know, I think... Hmm. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. These all sound true. <laughs> wait oh, a minute. Oh, no. You... This is two... This is three true. No. Three oh, no, Kendall. I can um, promise you it's... No, not... Kendall. I, pr- I can promise you Did you, you sleep no. for more than six hours today? No, I slept for like maybe two at the most. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so the, the the sleeping is the lie. Yeah. Oh god. I did indeed major in criminology, and I do indeed have a husky, and She's her adorable. name is Zora. Yeah. And I love. Her. I knew that the other two were right, but I was like, wait, Ryan usually sleeps a lot because of their job, and I'm like, wait a minute. I don't actually sleep a lot. I sleep very little because of my job, and seriously. Of- oh my gosh. Yeah, um, in fact, that's one of the real reasons I realized I had bipolar disorder, because uh, there would be times I just didn't sleep for, like, two days, and they would be like, hey, that's really bad. Like, you should probably get more than, like, three hours of sleep total over, like, four days. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she's like, do you also spend a bunch of money in this time? And are you also super impulsive and have, like, illusions of grandeur and, like, all this stuff? And I'm like, kinda. Perhaps. I might. (laughs) Mind your business. (laughs) Perhaps. Bitch, I might. It's so strange when, like, you feel like, I feel like we all really know ourselves well. And then we've all had that moment when we talk to a psychiatrist and they're like, you have this. And we're like, shit. No, I don't. I didn't. What? I didn't oh, actually. Hello. I actually <laughs> laughed it off because she was like, do you think you have bipolar disorder? And I'm like, absolutely not. And like, I, I definitely left that appointment being like, I don't have bipolar disorder. It's really ridiculous that she tried to say that I have bipolar disorder. And like the next week, um, I was at work and um, like it was in the morning. Like, so I was at the end of my shift, basically. And my coworker had brought me matcha in the morning, and immediately I was just like, "Oh God, Yum. oh God, I feel mania. I, I I feel I feel it actually. I I do feel it. Uh, I'm definitely I'm definitely feeling impulsive. I definitely like I also my sleep was had gradually gotten to the point where I did not sleep the day before. So I was like, "Oh God, this is mania, or this is hypomania." That was me. She was like, you have OCD. I'm like, no, I don't. And then like two days later, I was like, "Mm, I just washed my hands six times in a row. Perhaps uh, I may have been wrong. 
even when I'm not in a hypomanic episode, I'm really not good at sleeping because of peer pressure to not sleep and to hang out with my friends instead. Now to tell complete strangers about my childhood. So I've always been really, really anxious since I was like a three-year-old. I can remember just being anxious, always anxious. I didn't like talking to people, like especially adults, as far as I remember. Or there were certain adults I could not talk to you. If they were loud or very tall, I couldn't be around them. And there were certain people in my family, I'm especially, sorry. I was just inexplicably afraid of. What Did you just say tall? Yes. Like, you know how dogs are sometimes really afraid of tall men? So, For like, no was reason. there, like, a, was there, like, a limit? What, what was, was there, like, any limit that you could think of? I don't of? know. I just remember that when I was little, my older cousin was very tall, and I was, like, terrified of him for no reason. Five foot nine and no higher? <laughs> five, foot five foot no nine? higher. <gasps> Why would you say five foot nine? I don't know. It's just the first number that If they're six feet, then they're scary. If I talked to people... I often did this thing where I would just talk myself into this, uh, into some type of embarrassment. I don't know if you guys can relate to what I'm talking about here. I think I do. Is it just like when you just like, um, you start talking and then it just kind of spirals? Like oversharing almost? I don't know. It also might have been just who I was around because my family did this thing where they would like, I don't know, if I talk, I, I said the wrong thing a lot. Like, you never know when you're in a social situation and you just definitely say the wrong thing for that social situation. And everyone's like, hey, you said the wrong thing. This sounds very autistic. Yeah. So that just happened, like, all the time. Mm. Constantly. Gotcha. It was very, it was a very autistic situation. (laughs) So I made really good grades um, for the most part. I think I got my first B in, like, fourth or fifth grade and then I was able to pull my grades up again until I went to a private school. Boo. Anyways, uh, I'm booing myself for going to a private school. Boo. I'm disgusted with that aspect of my history. Oh, as somebody who also went to private school, I feel that on a intense level of solidarity. I'm like, I hate everything yes. that I hate everything that private schools stand for and I hate how, why they were created and I can't believe I went to one for three and a half years. But anyways, so I went to a private school and I had to actually study for exams for the first time. And that's when I started falling behind. Um, Like I got my first C's and D's on tests when I was in like seventh or eighth grade. And that was traumatizing as like I was literally a gifted and kept talented program as an elementary school kid. So I'm like the gifted kid archetype. Yes. So I have always known that I was ADHD. Like, my cousin used to just talk about how I skipped around in topics all the time, and if I didn't have something that I had to look at right now to keep me on topic, I would be. But yeah, uh, I always knew I was ADHD because I was just always told that, one, I was disorganized. Um, I needed to be more organized. That was, like, the comment on every single one of my teachers, like, parent-teacher conferences is... Brian's a really good student, but they need to be more organized. I was in denial that I was autistic. I think it got brought up a couple times that I could be autistic by, like, my cousins and my best friend slash roommate currently. 
and I got tested by my therapist at the time and she gave me a child autism test and so naturally being an adult literally same. um yeah no it did not work at all because I couldn't relate to anything on the test that was and also when she was like do you have a hard time maintaining eye contact at the time I was like no but I didn't because I learned to mask <laughs> I hate eye contact. In fact, it makes me incredibly uncomfortable, but I fucking hate I've eye learned contact. to deal with it, I guess. When the masking hits. When the mask, when Jim Carrey when- hits. <laughs> <laughs> when, when Jim Carrey's the mask hits. <laughs> when I become Jim Carrey. Shrek. When, when you're so autistic that you just become Jim Carrey. <laughs> symptoms of autism hold on wait what did you say when you're so autistic you just become Jim Carrey I don't know why but I almost thought that you had said like when you're so autistic you turn into the mask from Jim Carrey and I was like I'm sorry the what from the who from the how what? the fact that you just said the mask from Jim Carrey that's what I said which is why I was like, I have so this many is, questions. Why is he like just this? Devolving. Um, one of the yeah, symptoms of autism that. that people don't know about actually is that you are actually Jim Carrey. Is that you actually turn into Jim Carrey on a full moon? Yep. Yep. <laughs> Two truths and a lie. I am Jim Carrey. I am not Jim Carrey. I am the mask <laughs> from Jim Carrey. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that was funny it was though. very funny so i eventually was just like no i definitely have autism like this is like ridiculous i 100 have autism and i went back to my therapist and i'm like i have autism you can't convince me i don't and then we talked about it for a while and she was like wow um maybe you do have like really high functioning autism which ugh. So she said I had high-functioning autism, which is not real. That doesn't exist. But I count that, and I believe it. I have a different therapist now. Oh, well, that's good. I'm bipolar. I got diagnosed in May, and I think I'm bipolar because I have, like, serious imposter syndrome, and I forget that I've ever been hypomanic when I'm not, like, currently hypomanic. And I'm like, no, that wasn't hypomania. You were just... You just couldn't sleep and were really impulsive and self-destructive and spent a bunch of money for no reason. That was, that wasn't you. But that wasn't hypomania. That was just, you were going through some shit. Also PTSD. That's fun. So, and then rejection sensitive dysphoria from ADHD has been like one of the biggest issues I've had from ADHD. Uh, Because everything else I can just fix with Adderall. What? What even is that? hell it's just uh, thank you whenever you feel any sort of rejection or failure you just get this intense amount of anxiety that won't go away that feels like a physical stabbing in your chest and to add on to that you perceive even the smallest things as rejection or like Like, somebody's not like my friend is in a bad mood today they must hate me or my yep. boss came over to me and he was like, make sure you greet people when they come in the door. And I went into the bathroom and cried. Yeah. Like stuff like that. Any sort of yeah, like, criticism is the worst thing in the world. Yeah. 
literally having that and being in grad school is the fucking worst because you know in grad school you're supposed to get like all this feedback and whatnot and it and I'm like yes I would love constructive criticism but if somebody says something in the wrong tone or they use the wrong word when they mean something else literally I will I will cry I will absolutely cry. I cried on a Zoom call last semester because my stat, my quant professor, because I was not, you know, taught how to find data sets. I was not taught how to find a good data set. And my professor made me cry because he was like, wait a minute, you don't have a data set? No, 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 I have a data set. I'm just getting all the data. I have to make him. And he was like, well, why are you going to all that trouble having to make a data set? Why can't you just find one? And I'm like, dude, I'm doing this on um, school shootings. There's not a lot of data on that because nobody wants to talk about the reason why school shootings happen. So um, yeah, there's no data set. And I remember I had to cut my camera off because I cried. It was awful. Anyways, I was just going to say that I am absolutely uh, terrible at regulating my own emotions and not having mood swings. So, um... That's why I got kicked out of the MDR. That's so funny. It's not funny. funny. I'm sorry. It's not funny, but it's like, I literally... (laughs) Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It could be a little funny. (laughs) It's a little funny. Like, I don't give a shit. The best was like like the the pause and then actually that wasn't funny. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. That's literally why I got kicked out. I don't know about you, Ryan, what you've had with um in terms of regulating emotions, but outside of EMDR though, that's like my main focus right now with my therapist is we're like, uh, I need to learn how to regulate my emotions before I can do anything because it's really fucks everything up, so um, that's one of the reasons I stopped taking caffeine, because I could not regulate my emotions when I was, ha- when I had caffeine, and it's way easier now. I may get, like, absolutely, um, debilitating migraines, but... Well, yeah, but also, like, caffeine withdrawal stuff can take a while, especially if you're so used to it. Yeah, like, like I, I was very much an so addict. Much. I just switched entirely to blue Gatorade and hoped for the best, and... <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, continuing. Um, so, from there, I wanted to segue into our topic today, which is, I don't know how you describe it, different personality types? different you know personality tests yeah i mean i mean kind of i mean it's like types tests because i mean i didn't test into aquarius so uh, i mean maybe we don't (laughs) know if you could be any zodiac sign which one would you be mine is gonna be really fucking i'd still be a scorpio scorpio's fucking rock for just like goth kings anyways um i'm keeping my fucking scorpio i'd like make my entire chart scorpio i think i'd like to try being a leo or a scorpio so I I love being a Virgo, but sometimes I get jealous of how confident Libras are, like how excited they get for their, you know, their season. And I'm like, no, I thought I'm- you were about to say for life, and I was about to be like, wow, what a mood. Absolutely you know? not. I wish. <laughs> so I, I love being a Virgo. I love being a Virgo, but at the same time, you know. I wouldn't mind being a Libra. That'd be kind of cool. My my dad is a Libra. No, he's not. Is he really? <laughs> yes. Your dad does not strike me as a Libra. I thirst after too many Libras. 
I was just gonna say, and then there's me being like, fuck all y'all other signs. I'm a Leo and a Leo only. Let me look like a fucking lion. <laughs> the less I look like a goddamn human, the better. I, it's like, it's, <laughs> I, I, I want to support that at the same time. Every time I read something about Leos, I'm like, if that's Mahima, it's buried deep down. <laughs> the, the big thing with Leo is like, um, the this all of that stuff does manifest and i do have those traits but it's only in very specific situations because leos actually like sun sun sign leos our entire thing is literally like don't look at me <laughs> don't but the thing is like we just we like we just automatically will sometimes end up getting all the attention just because of like how loud we are how whatever we are like for whatever reason we'll end up having the attention and then we just kind of are like how do we roll with this how do we roll with this how do we roll with this i love the attention yes (laughs) (laughs) that's literally noah Ooh, thank you for perceiving me it is my favorite thing (laughs) Beautiful. This perception rocks. <laughs> I love that I love you're this like perception. <laughs> I love that Mahima's like, no, I would like no attention. Never any attention. I wouldn't like to not be perceived. Whereas Noah is also a Leo. And the thing is, when Noah was younger, even now, Noah loves the fucking attention. <laughs> he no, will... yeah, that's the thing, yes. right? Like, well, even when I was younger, I, I was like that. I was like, oh, my God, I love the attention. And then, <laughs> what's that fucking, the, the meme, the, is it Trixie Mattel? And it's like, then, surprise, depression. Depression. <laughs> Mood. <laughs> so we took a couple kind of tests and looked up some stuffs. Uh, so the things we're going to talk about today, we looked into love languages um enneagrams is that how it's pronounced enneagram yeah um um, mbti Meyer briggs and our big three in the zodiac i'm personally because i have no expertise or knowledge i'm surrounded by people who are smarter than me i would love to talk about love languages literally that's such a stretch (laughs) i'm literally (laughs) i'm surrounded by smarter people and then you have me just like you sure? What's an ingrown hair? I was a. I'm Is telling mayonnaise you, an instrument? <laughs> I would ha- listen if I didn't know that that was a joke from SpongeBob. I probably would have said that within my childhood. <laughs> anyway, so to start off, I guess I'll talk about my love language. I always thought that my love. I think I was lying to myself. I want my love language to be physical touch, but I've been so traumatized that mm, it's just not in the cards for me. Um, The majority of my love language- Physical touch, more like get out of (laughs) here. More like get away from me. (laughs) Like I'm dialing 911 with the breadsticks, which are in my bag. (laughs) (laughs) The breadsticks are in my bag. I'm getting out of here. I need to leave. <laughs> anyway, so my love language, the majority of it actually around um, a third is quality time, which is totally fair. And I feel like that is so influenced by the fact that 
the people I love, who are my best friends that you hear today, disgusting, um, are all so far away that I'm like, oh my god. I'm sorry, did you just say my dear friends are here, disgusting? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) My disgusting friends. (laughs) Y'all are so fucking far away that I'm like, please, sir, may I have a crumb of interaction in real life? (laughs) One crumb, please. Please. Um, after that, words of affirmation. Uh, I mean, who doesn't love a little bit of a, a little bit of attention? Acts of service after that, and then physical touch and receiving gifts are tied at 13%. The one thing that I wanted to say, um, which I think is an interesting point, is I feel like my um, receiving love language and my giving love language are different. Like, I love to spend time with people, but I love to make things for people. Like, make things and buy things and curate gifts for people. That's what I love to do. I love to see, like, their faces when they open up stuff. That, you know, my ego just grows. (laughs) literally like that's yeah that is very you because like i your your gifts are very sentimental and they're very well thought out and a lot of it has to do with the fact that like you like to make them and so yes uh hashtag confirm anna maria does like love to make things all the time and also loves to pick out gifts and like i basically just pick out like little things like a complete package of things that are like this reminded me of you and this reminded me of you and yeah. i also thought that this was really good for you too it's very yeah, wholesome so i don't know what my impression of Anna Marie was <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one i enjoyed it i think my, like my thing though is like um the the only reason why i even enjoy christmas like a little bit is because i'm like Oh, but if I get a package from Anna Maria, then like it'll be have something like really cute in it. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be anything. Stop. <laughs> it will it could just literally be like a little card a that has like that has like a yes. No, like she I remember I still have it somewhere. The birthday card? Not the birthday card. I still have the um you gave me like a little card and it had like a little pressed flower. <gasps> on it and i loved it and i still have it it's just i think it's in one of my i do i do i do be loving pressed flowers though Um, she really goes all out with gifts yeah that's that's me um so kendall it looks like your love language is physical touch which is so opposite to me so you want to talk about that (laughs) yeah so um i know that like love language is like more than just like your romantic partner but like i had to i use noah as like a hey like come and confirm this and see if this sounds right and he said yes physical touch is definitely like definitely the first one and physical touch is obviously like not just intimacy but it's like hugs and like holding hands and like like one of the things that he that I love when he like that I love that he does is plays with my hair because (laughs) I love when people play with my hair it's it's very relaxing and he does it and he actually loves doing that so yes I'm all the time like please 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 play with my hair or like scratch my bag yeah I think for me I just have I have trust issues, obviously, like, I mean, who doesn't? But Mm -hmm. I just haven't found anyone that I trust enough for, like, physical touch outside of, like, you know, sexual, like, intimacy, that kind of stuff. But if we look at, like, someone like my relationship with my mom, I'm constantly hugging her. But that's because that is such a deep, deep, Mm -hmm. deep trust. Um, But, like, that's literally the only person. 
Mahima, you want to talk? We look like we have really similar love language like charts. Yes. Um, so I have known that mine is quality time. Not for a long time, but um, I used to always get gift giving as like my top one. And that was actually because I had always assumed and taken quality time as like a baseline. Like I was already spending a lot of my time with whoever it is that I'm yeah that that I would be like giving any love to whether it's platonic or anything else um but uh after this past like two years goddamn is that completely different because I have realized that quality time is not a given in any way shape or form and so now that one is my top one Um, after that for me it's words of affirmation because I constantly think I'm doing everything wrong please tell me that I'm doing things right same then after that it's my the weird thing for me is that words of affirmation touch and gift giving like they're all tied interesting uh Mahima (laughs) and I literally never touch we're like that's discuss hugs I'm gonna be real hugs are weird hugs are weird (laughs) yeah the first time that Pita ever tried to hug me I kind of was like really weirded out because they very much give off this impression of don't touch me, but they're actually a very cuddly person once you get to know it them. It just depends on the person. Like with Sam, um, my friend Sam, I feel super comfortable hugging them and Sam's a very um, touchy person, so it just like works out. Um, the one thing I wanted to touch on, which I feel like Mahima brought up, so you were saying that, like, way back, um, you think that your love language was maybe something different, like quality time wasn't at the top, and I wanted to segue yeah. that into Ryan's, because I'm wondering if the fact that you don't, you, like, you're so low on time, low on energy, <laughs> low on sleep, do you think that that's why acts of service is your top one? Does that affect it? I don't know, because I also went off of stuff I like. Do you see, I got a completely different result the last time I took this quiz, uh, which makes me think that I these results aren't accurate. So, well, basically, I got I got 29% acts of service and 26% quality time, and last time acts of service was like third, and quality time was first. Um, and so what I think is the thing, uh, I like, like my giving way of love is acts of service, it's also sending memes, but that's not like a love language. <laughs> a love like this but... is a love language. Sending memes. <laughs> it's really that's no, that's the, really what it no, is. Acts of service is sending a meme. Uh, it is a service for a view, for you to send us memes. But it's, it's an act of service. Yeah, I definitely feel like my giving is acts of service. I don't know about receiving because I always think I'm burdening people whenever they do things for me. Um, however, uh, one of my favorite things ever is when somebody just like genuinely compliments me or something like that so i feel like words of affirmation should be higher but like gift giving in terms of receiving gifts i I just don't care enough i feel like one of the things you'll relate to definitely with me because i just feel like we're such we're so on the same page with this and i think this would this would be um categorized under like uh quality time is when like for hyper fixations for example is like when people will like listen to you and show interest and mm-hmm. don't just kind of zone out like when people do that that's like i mean the biggest fucking high 
Oh like, yeah, that's amazing. Yes. I, I do. One of the things that I've like made an effort to do also, and what I found myself, to, I just find this the most wholesome thing in the world now is whenever somebody talks about their hyperfixation, um, I. I'm just like, this is so wholesome. I don't care what it is. I, I just, yeah. I do not care what it is. This is why my mom is the best mom, hands down. Because what my mom does is whenever I have like any, whenever I'm excited about anything and I run downstairs and I go to tell her, she just automatically acts like she knows like exactly what I'm talking about and everything that's happening even though she has no fucking idea. My mom also shows interest. It's really nice. Like, she just, uh, she's, like, I'll just be like, oh, my God, did you know that, um, like, they had a thing, and they did the, the thing, and then, oh, my God, and then th- this is so cool, and then they did this, and my mom was like, yeah, that's really cool. Wait, hold on a second, what? And she, like, engages with me, and I'm like, this is why I love you, mom. Minima, oh. name something better than, like, sitting at the table while your mom's making dinner and having a conversation, because I can't literally nothing nothing it's amazing so moving on take the floor kendall okay so yeah so this next test the enneagram test um or enneagram types this one i i personally kind of sort of like this one and a lot of that has to do with the fact that with there's nine enneagram types but three three of each are in one group there's the heart types, the head types, and the body types. And so heart types are types two, three, and four. And they react with emotions first. Um, and that's how they they use their own emotions to connect with other people and to get work done. Um, head types, they use analysis. Those are types five, six, and seven. Uh, because they use their brain like you know like everybody apparently should but i don't <laughs> so Mahima apparently does use their brain that's wild mahima you're a type seven you're like the only i think you're the only uh, one of us i was that is... literally about to be like i'm sorry did you say brain yes you use analysis for seven first. yes mahima's the you... only one who uses their brain apparently and Ryan and I are the same, of course. That makes Classic. a lot of sense. And then the body types, you use um, your in- intuition, like your gut feeling and your instincts to connect with other people and, you know, to get things done. And you react to your environment with that. And those are types 8, 9, and 1. And there's also um, a title that goes with each type. So, if you say your type, I will actually tell you your title. So, my type is type 2, which is very weird because about a year or so ago, I was a type 3. But, type 2 and 3 are within the same group, so it's not very far off. And type 2 and 3 are heart types, meaning that I use my emotions first when it comes to... um making sense of my environment, connecting with people and working. And type two and uh, type two is the giver, meaning that I wanna be liked by people and I wanna find ways to help other people and make them feel like they are in a space where they belong. Which it really does make a lot of sense for me because flashback to literally like 
just now when Kendall was saying that they had cried in a Zoom meeting because <laughs> a professor was. Yes, <laughs> that ma- that was makes a lot of sense. Mean. See, doesn't that make sense? Like, like I think it does with yeah. the ADHD and the like awful emotional reactions to any bad like like rejection or anything like that that makes so much sense for me but it makes a lot Mm -hmm. of sense because i have adhd not because (laughs) i'm just super sensitive which i mean i am super sensitive but like for that reason and that reason only i think that's that's why so you know i'm i'm like i think this to me this has some value and i like it i think i wouldn't say like you know, I wouldn't use this as, like, a Bible kind of thing. Like, oh, I, I follow my Enneagram type to help me, you know, in situations and stuff. Nah, I mean, I'm going to go to therapy for that. But I think it really helps. You know how when yeah. you go to, like, a couple's mixer and people are like, oh, hey, like, what's your name? Who are you? And you just go, I'm a type two. <laughs> yeah. Um. Excuse me. I'm a type Do two. You I'm a diabetes? Giver, um... <laughs> They're like, do, do you, you actually have need diabetes? He's not type two diabetes. Oh god. Do you have do you have do you have diabetes? Oh shit, I'm at the wrong mixer. Oh god. <laughs> oh god, this is the diabetic mixer. Oh no. Oh, damn it. <laughs> the Enneagram Gathers mixer. up breadsticks. <laughs> I thought this punch tasted really unsweet and gross. You guys Okay. <laughs> um, anyways, who's next? Um, I'll go next, I guess. Yeah, mine is, surprisingly, I guess, mine is type 7. Okay, so, Mahima, you are type 7, the the enthusiast, and you're a head type. Oh, wait, hold on a second. Yeah. That that title sounds... sounds You just dispute anything that doesn't sound like you. (laughs) Okay, the enthusiast... I feel like this also just lines up with the fact that Mahima is a Leo. Listen, look, this is Kendall's. This is Kendall's bit. <laughs> you can talk about my Leo. I just, I just wanted to point that out. Me and my Leo. Let's see. Let, let's see if um, Type Seven Leo. Let's see if that even meshes together with this description. So, Type Sevens want to have as much fun and adventure as possible, um, but they're also easily bored. So. <laughs> Um, they also fear experiencing emotional pain, especially being sad. They don't want to be sad at all. And they What was that, Mahima? What was that again? (laughs) And they actively seek to avoid it by staying busy. So they, they don't, they avoid wanting to be sad by making themselves busy. I didn't ask to be read like that. So, Mahima, essentially, if if your type 7 Enneagram was very true to you, it means that um, you like to have fun, which is great. Um, you're easily bored, which is okay. Um, you, you are very scared of being sad, and you want to stay busy because of it. So, you ignore, you ignore your emotions. Perhaps... <laughs> But because you're a because you're a head type, you are very focused on control, and you want, um, you really you get this control 
by maintaining like stability, security, and competence. Yeah, that's right, y'all. I'm competent. Are you sure about that? Shut the fuck up. So who who's next after this? We both Ryan and I are type four. Type four. Oh, cool. Okay, so Anna Maria and Ryan, you guys are also heart types. And being type four means that you are the individualist. How does that sound? Completely um, fucking wrong, actually. Uh, I'm I, I agree with it. I agree. <laughs> I'm not. An, it, that's like the. <laughs> you're from. What's the. What's the fucking vine? The like the. Hey, I'm lesbian. I thought you were American. You're an individualist. I thought you were communist. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily agree, I mean, disagree with um, the individualist. The one thing I do want to say, it's kind of like Ryan talking about love languages, because I took that, uh, the Enneagram test earlier this year on, like, a couple of different sites, and they were all different results. Mm-hmm. So, like, I take everything with a grain of salt, but I I think I've consistently more. gotten type four um, when I took it last time, too. But I also might have gotten type one. I don't have a memory. Uh, I think I mentioned this before, but I have PTSD and ADHD. So like my life, I have, I have brain damage at this point. That's not even a joke. No ha ha funny. <laughs> it is actually ha ha funny, but. It's not ha ha funny. Is he he funny. So it's Michael Jackson funny. What was that about type four? Wait, we we haven't even gotten into the description yet. The individualist. Being type four, also known as the individualist, means that you want to be unique and to experience deep, authentic emotions. Uh, I don't want to experience anymore. (laughs) I'm good. I'm good, (laughs) ma'am. Type fours also fear that they are flawed and overly focused on how they are different from other people. So you are very... I'm weird. I'm a weirdo. (laughs) I'm a creep. I'm a weirdo. I don't fit in. I don't fit in. I'm not like other girls. I'm a creep. I'm a weirdo. (laughs) Can anybody... (laughs) You're gonna get us removed from any service. Oh, because you know what? You know what? That's exactly what's gonna happen. They listened to my version of it and they said, that's too similar. Don't like it. basically you guys really want to have like that deep emotional feeling and connection um with people and things in the environment it's not like the same type of people but who use you are also do what are like are type fours the people who tried to invent sapiosexual it's like a legitimate sexual orientation explain what that is because i personally don't know what okay that means. so it was like this weird like ableist thing where people were like i'm attracted to people that i have an intellectual connection with or that are smart (laughs) i'm attracted to people that are intelligent (laughs) and it's the most ridiculous thing in the world because it's like it's just so that's just like a a sexuality no that's what they're saying i mean it's obviously fake Oh, no, I know, but like they they tried to make it a actual well, people try, I don't know if anyone actually legitimately tried to make it an LGBTI ident- yes. identity, but like there was definitely things that were like controversy around it being an LGBTI identity. 
the what? third gender intelligence. Hi, I identify as intelligent. That's my entire personality. I am thinking about this because I read poetry uh, in my spare time, and then Anna Maria has a lot of like really dark, like mysterious pictures on social media. So I feel like this is actually accurate <laughs> to both of our personalities. Anna Maria has like a lot I'm of listen. like soft grunge uwu. Uh, I, I, so because, like, I decided to reinvent myself. Leave me alone, <laughs> Anna Maria. Don't you know Anna Maria? And then I also dress Ooh. in a lot of dark colors <laughs> and read poetry. So I feel like both of us. This actually does check out. Yeah, we we are we do have some sort of not like other people complex. It's not like individuality complexes i was so not like other girls that i became (laughs) (laughs) non-binary i'm really not like other girls i'm really not not like other girls my not like other girls complex was so strong i became a whole other gender (laughs) i trans (laughs) my gender (laughs) (laughs) you killed kendall (laughs) (laughs) it's so Literally, <laughs> I'm just, all I could think about was like, um, Ryan being like, I'm not like other girls. And it's like, how are you not like other girls? And then Ryan goes, because I'm not a fucking girl. Girl. <laughs> I'm not a girl. Also, I became like progress. I became way more okay with people calling me uh, a woman after I made my name Ryan, because I think it's so cool to be like a woman named Ryan. Um, I think that that. But that that's also a very tight for a thing to say. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I'm so individual. Like, oh, I'm a girl, but my name is Ryan. Actually. You fear that you're very flawed and overly, f- and you're very overly focused about how different you are from other yes. people. So, yeah, the fact that you think being called Ryan and being called a woman named Ryan, yeah, that's very tight for of you. Kendall just fucking That's read so you to like shreds. I don't know if you I picked did, up actually. on that, that was but that wasn't. Damn, that <laughs> wasn't. That wasn't. That was one of those like oh, that was one of those like southern like um like grandma moments where they're like yeah. oh bless your heart. That very like, much. Like, that was one of those moments that just truly. happened. Yeah. I feel schooled on Enneagram types because I didn't know any of this shit beforehand. Yeah, same. I'm ready for Mahima to school me on Myers-Briggs. So I'm going to talk about MBTI, Myers-Briggs, whatever the whatever the whatever. So you have like the, like, is it like five categories technically? Yeah. Um, And these categories are mind, energy, nature, tactics, and identity. And that's just like mind is like whether or not you're introverted, extroverted. The MBTI one is like the really popular one where everyone's like, I'm an ENFJ dash A P six nine or something. <laughs> um, but there's that energy is like whether or not how like intuitive or how observant you are. Um, nature is thinking whether or not you like go into a situation like thinking or whether you go into a situation feeling tactics are um, how you look at other things like judging prospecting identity is like whether or not um, you're assertive or you're turbulent here's something fun all of us have the same exact type. So, oh, wait a minute. Wait, what? Wait, 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 wait. Actually, um, we might. 
Kendall kind we of might. doesn't. It depends on the test. I did not realize that we were all the exact, exact same type. And I'm looking at it now and it's like down to the dash, whatever, which was a new thing yes. added. Holy yes. shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the only difference is like, That's why we're how, friends. is like the numbers. Yeah. It's like how how much we are of one type to another That's type. Me and Kendall wild. are the most similar in this one. We're not even that one. far apart on the actual numbers. No, because like me and me and Kendall are like the closest. Oh, we really are. Wow, that's insane. Yeah. Oh, that's you're really the closest good. out of everyone else. That's so. That is really wow. That is really close. Yeah. That's crazy. Oh my god. So this is very easy for me. Um, we are all INFPT, which means that we are introverted, int- intuitive, feeling, and prospecting, as well as turbulent. Are t- does turbulent mean that we are pushovers and little babies? Uh, no, like being assertive just means like um, you're confident in like your ability oh, to yeah, like, do something and, and things like that. Yeah, see, I'm not exactly. confident so, whatsoever. Like... Yeah, um, Anna Maria and Ryan, they both are heavily introverted, but me and Kendall are very much just like slightly leaning towards introversion. Yeah. Me and Kendall, I think, um, because we both actually go back and forth between I and E. I have taken this test before for many years and I've always gotten ENFP. Mm-hmm. The only difference was that I wasn't in a pandemic and I was going to school five days a week for seven hours. So <laughs> I sometimes get E. God, how do how do we even talk about that? <laughs> I know. So, okay, really quickly, just to go over what INFP-T is. We are called the mediator. Um, these rare personality types tend to be quiet, open-minded, and imaginative. And they apply a caring and creative approach to everything they do. They have, like, quotes of and whatever that are, like, connected to the personality type this one is from J.R.R. tolkien and it is all that is gold does not glitter not all those who wander are lost the old <laughs> that is strong does not wither deep roots are not I honestly reached by thought the frost that you were gonna start singing all-star and then saying credit to J.R. Yes. tolkien which would have been really somebody and i think you should have done that i mean technically that's right D- wait does J.R.R. tolkien have all-star credits like, does he have credits on All-Star? <laughs> that's a serious question. Anyways, that's just, it's not important. We can look it up later. I feel like that it's like when I look at that and like we're all this type, that's where I start to wonder about the link between like mental illness and neurodivergency with this kind of stuff. Like, what's the chance? So, yeah. hold on. I'm just going to really quickly go over like mediators and then I'll bring in like things about like the test itself. So mediators, an ideal relationship of any kind is one in which both people feel comfortable sharing not just their wildest hopes and dreams, but also their secret fears and vulnerabilities. Why read it like that? Why? Why would you do that? I mean, maybe. (laughs) Mediators have a talent for self-expression. They may reveal their innermost thoughts and secrets through metaphors and fictional characters stop stop i don't like this i don't like it (laughs) they just were like hey hey we get it every tumblr kid every kid all of you you're all fucking tumblr kids (laughs) fuck you tumblr kids would you like to know some mediators yes i mahima yeah mahima please 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 go over who these mediators are and i'm gonna go ahead and preface this most of them are from lord of the rings 
So it's very <laughs> fitting that J.R.R. Tolkien or whatever his name is is on here. Frodo, 100% Neither have I. an INFP. This one is like for, um, this one is actually for like real life people, but you will understand why so many um, that are characters in J- in Lord of the Rings are mediators because J.R.R. Tol- Tolkien is an INFPT. <laughs> and so is Frodo and... And William Shakespeare and Bjork. Arwen from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Tom Hiddleston, Julia <gasps> Roberts. Yes, Tom Hiddleston. Johnny Depp. <laughs> Fox Mulder from Absolutely, X-Files. I approve 100%. Yes, he is. Lance Sweet Don't talk from to me Bones. about him. I don't want to think about him. Anyway, so those are those are all like popular mediators. Now I'm going to go into about the test. Basically, MBTI is for fun only and it's complete bullshit. Sick. <laughs> so <laughs> That's fair. I'm just going to really quickly go over this. MBTI is an introspective self-report indicating psychological preferences in people's perceptions of the world and their decision making. Now let's go into who has different like supports in this and like what evidence they have and all that. Basically, the only people that support this are people from the Myers-Briggs Foundation and they the reason why the science community and like psychology community doesn't um actually use any of this and calls it bullshit is because there's poor validity there's poor reliability um the different like letters that you get whether it's like feeling or or whatever those are all like they're not independent from each other Mm -hmm. so like if you're intuitive you'll also most of the time probably be feeling oh i get i get what you mean yeah yeah so things like that and then like the it's not even comprehensive which is the part that i have i was like oh and they say the reason why it's not comprehensive is because it does not include neuroticism Hmm. that's the word you were looking up earlier yes and neuroticism is literally just being no i mean all of us because it's literally just having any kind of mental illness oh shit interesting so this has no validity interesting absolutely none it's just lms if you're a neuroticist no validity and then we're all the same okay because that makes a lot of sense as to why i got two different things and that's why every time we take it, usually nine times out of ten, we'll end up getting something a little bit different, if not completely different. I've always gotten the same my entire life. I mean, that's just for me, though. I almost always get INFP, but if I don't get INFP, I get ENFP. And that's the only thing that changes, is it goes from introverted to extroverted. I go back and forth between them. INFP or ENFP. I fucking hate I just go back people, so... Mm. See, with mine, it went from went from e to i and then it went from j to p and since high school i think i was about 16 when i took first took this i was an enfj i took it again when i was a freshman in college enfj and then when we were doing this Mm -hmm. i took the wrong test and ended up with enfj again but then today i was like oh i took the wrong test took it again and got infpt so that makes a lot of freaking sense I want to say that like a lot of the a lot of the J qualities like judging qualities which is like planning things in a- ahead 
and being a little bit more prepared in terms of like not leaving everything until last minute, not procrastinating, um, and also being a lot more strict about the way that you plan using a lot of journals and like planners and to-do lists, which I know was on the quiz. But I'm just saying that if you have ADHD, if you're like making an effort to treat your ADHD, like I, I know PETA has ADHD, but like they actually do use planners and notebooks to help them. So they would definitely yeah. be probably- I have to do that. That That's the only way they're able to function. I, on the other hand, it doesn't do shit for me. I can't, I can't use planners. They're not going to do- I've tried so hard. I haven't the gotten very far. The only thing that far. helps me is like having having a to-do list and then like having having a to-do list and then also just knowing like for me not planning everything out meticulously but being like monthly this needs to get done annually this needs to get done weekly, daily, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But like if I plan out my day meticulously, um I'm going to get scared. I occasionally make a to-do <laughs> list just at work of like all the work things I need to do. Um but that's about it. See, when I got ENFJ the first time, like, when I got ENFJ in high school and my first year of college, I had not been diagnosed with ADHD for that. And I was, I would say I was a very, very organized person. I feel like INFP makes a little bit more sense. But since Mahima was like, there's no validity because it doesn't include mental illness, I was like, (laughs) nothing makes sense. But also, like, P is very, like, every quality of P is very, very ADHD, but, like, less productive ADHD. Like, somebody who's untreated ADHD type actions. Um, And then J is somebody who has ADHD and is trying to cope with it. Um, May not even be aware with it, like, self, like, coping ADHD sometimes. It depends on the person. Okay, so ENFJ is called the protagonist. You're the main character, Kendall literally Hmm. how does it feel to be the main character kendall (laughs) awful these warm forthright types love helping others and they tend to have strong ideas and values they back their perspective with the creative energy to achieve their goals okay so basically you are the person that will break away from the mold and be like no I am the Disney Channel prota- Disney Channel movie protagonist. Yes, literally yes. I am Mitchie Torres. <laughs> you are every coming of age Disney movie ever. How does it feel to put your <laughs> I am your name your, your long brown your hair name. up into a messy bun? My pretty brown orbs. Your beautiful brown orbs. Unique. <laughs> you are not like other girls. Here are some other. Other popular, like, ENFJs are, like, Barack Obama, Oprah Winfrey, Ben Affleck. That's on brand for Kendall. (laughs) Yeah, really? (laughs) For it to be Obama? (laughs) Hold on, hold on. Then we have Malala. Okay. We have Sean Connery. We have Jennifer Lawrence. Maya Angelou. okay. Morpheus (laughs) from The Matrix. I love it. You're also, um... Elizabeth Bennett from Pride and Prejudice. Congratulations. Fun fact, I've never read that book. I don't even know what that's about. I don't think we're missing <laughs> That's totally much. fair. And then um, you are also Seely Booth from Bones. I've never seen Bones. Okay. Have you seen Breaking Bad? Um, No, but I know what it's about. Who is it? Skylar White. Who is that? I have no idea. Oh, you're also Daenerys. Don't know who that is. <laughs> The Khaleesi. Daenerys Targaryen? Game of Thrones. 
She's the white-haired bitch with dragons. Okay. Maybe I know who that is. So, let's go into Zodiacs now, which I know jack shit about. I just know that I think the name Aquarius is beautiful. And beyond that, I'm clueless. So, Ryan? Listen, I've been having beef with the Zodiac ever since I figured out that Aquarius was an air sign. I'm literally, it's bullshit. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. It's bullshit. Still mad about that. I don't know why they called Aquarius if it's an air sign, but it's whatever. I literally, I grew up being like, I'm an Aquarius because I love water. And then it's like Jonas an air you. sign. And um, I feel. However, I hate every other, uh, as a Scorpio, I hate every other water sign because they're fucking annoying. Shout out to Pisces and Cancer for being absolutely intolerable. This is an anti-Pisces and Cancer podcast. <laughs> My mother is a Cancer. <laughs> listen, she Cancer. Sure is. Okay, listen. Oh my God. Literally, your mom, I would have never guessed that your mom was a cancer. And you want to know why? Because cancers are whiny no. as hell. No, she doesn't. Well, it's like, and they're also super emotional. Okay, that checks. But like, this is the one thing that makes me think this astrology is a little bit real. Because I have met so many cancers who are just absolute crybabies all the time. Like, Romeo from Romeo and Juliet is oh, a cancer. Yeah. That's how annoying cancers are. Yeah, he is 100% a cancer. And Juliet is a Scorpio. And I say that derogatorily. I'm going to let y'all continue with y'all cancer bashing. Because you know what? That's fucking fair. But I'm Indian, which means y'all's Western bull zodiac um, (laughs) is fucking dumb. (laughs) And based on that, I like the my not weird tropical version of my uh chart i don't like it i like my sidereal one and i'm a cancer moon in that one so fuck you all (laughs) thanks i find that hard to believe there's no way you have any sort of cancer in you whatsoever i would hope not (laughs) well not like that kind of cancer (laughs) listen cancer is emotional your moon sign is your emotions. Get You're the second fucked. one of my best friends to have a cancer moon sign, so. What are your big three, Ryan? My big three are Scorpio sun, Scorpio moon, and a Gemini rising. And if that doesn't strike fear into your heart, what will? I'm so clueless that you're like, does that not strike fear? And I'm like, I literally no idea. Who are Should you? Should I be scared? Yes. Oh, God. Okay, so I'm just going to go over what, like, ascendants, moons, and suns are. So, ascendant, or your rising sign, is the sign on the cusp of the first house of the natal chart. Without looking at a natal chart, you can't really understand what that is. But it basically says what your mask that you show to the world, your first impression that people get from you, apparently in a personal rather than a professional sense... Every single source I've ever seen on astrology always describes Ascendant as the mask that we show. (laughs) Which, given that we're a neurodivergent podcast, uh, I just think it's really funny. Cafe Astrology says it's our natural and personal defense mechanisms that we use to adapt to and cope with our environment. Then Sun, I can explain briefly what one's Sun sign is, and it says that it is your core of your person. And this is from astro.com, actually. And it is, like, the most you. It is the you. General vitality and the ability to assert oneself. 
Moon is your feelings, the way you express your emotions. Astro says that it's the rhythm, time, and timing. It influences our adaptability to change, our mobility and versatility. So all of these planets have signs that rule them and cancer and so that's important so the moon is ruled by cancer uh that's important specifically only with yeah my it's really funny because if you're a cancer moon then god your emotions are fucked up bro but it's really funny to me mahima that not only is your son in, uh, in leo like and leo rules the sun anyways um but your cancer is damn in- right your moon is in Cancer, and Cancer rules the moon. So, Damn like, right. truly, you have two sign rulers as those signs. I don't know what that means. I'm not enough of an expert to know what that means. I'm sorry. It just means I'm fucked up. <laughs> yep, that's the clinical diagnosis. Who isn't? Get in line. Mood. Clinical diagnosis of Mahima's astrology is fucked up. It literally. Basically, my thing is... um. I automatically have everyone's like eyes on me whether or not I want it and um all I do after that is um fucking cry thank you so that's the brief description of what sun moon and mercury mean there's another way to categorize signs which is like into the elements of water air fire and earth and so I like I said I was like Sun and Moon, Scorpio, and a rising Gemini. So I'm heavily water sign. Um, and then, like, very little air sign. And then if we were to expand it into my top six, I would be even... I have, like, Sagittarius in there, too. So I have a little bit of fire. So what does that mean for you? Uh, it means I'm an emo bitch. <laughs> that's what it fucking means. <laughs> okay, that sums it, it up. Means I'm an extremely right, passionate, mood swingy type person. My astrology diagnosed me with bi- uh with bipolar disorder. <laughs> I was literally going to say because you're how much like water you have, it completely makes sense about the um like just the entire like manic episodes, and then like just after you finish being in like a manic episode oh, being like what's also no, really that funny happen. is that like i get mixed episodes uh and that's that was the thing that made me be like i need a mood stabilizer this is fucking terrible because what would happen then is i wouldn't be able to sleep i would be self-destructive and i would be really pumped up and amped up and then i would like a couple hours later be like i fucking hate myself i want to kill myself i want to die this is the worst thing in the world i never mm-hmm. want to leave my room again and so mixed episodes are really good and really fun. Blaming it on the stars. See, the thing is, like, that I don't get is that it's, like, I mean, I'm not leaning too heavily either way. Like, astrology is fake. Astrology is super real. But at the same time, I'm, like, I don't think astrology... If we were to say, like, oh, this is so on brand for you because you're an Aquarius, but it's also a trait of my ADHD, I don't think astrology caused, like, my ADHD. So I, that's where I start to be, like... It's just kind of confusing and I don't understand it, but if I was to really look into astrology and like what it does, like that, I really like my limit is being like the stereotypes that I see on social media. That's literally it. So I don't know much about it at all. I'll just give my quick um, like literal two cents into that is um, I do not think that I am a neurodivergent because of my signs yeah, that's the same um i i think of it more as like the same way as like um 
in the same way like you and me Anna Maria we if we think we have something we like go look into it but not because we're like we want to be diagnosed with everything yeah. but we just want to have like an answer yeah for something so just so that we could be like that makes sense yeah. because I do xyz yeah. so it's like I almost wonder if like zodiac like you don't even take it to it's so I don't know if I can describe this it's so personalized that mental illness neurodivergency isn't even a thing they just look based on the traits kind of if that makes sense like yeah you can kind of i think like guess just based off of like which um again this goes like way further into it because there's like houses and then and then planets and all of that stuff but um for like the most part uh yeah like the big three it's not trying to say like whether or not you have like a specific mental illness yeah, that's or anything. when you get into like deep astrology that's when you get into like north node or whatever right they'll be like if you have if you were a scorpio yeah. born in the in the time of this this and this in this house like it gets very very specific and they're like no shit you have this genetic condition and like that's how deep astrology can get um i don't look into it that much because it scares me but I respect the people who do. That's, like, intense shit. But I also, I, I do like astrology for the main thing of I was banned at one point by, like, capitalism. Anyone ever wants to read Caliban and the Witch by Silvia Federici, she talks all about how, like, peasants would just not work in the fields on certain days because they were like, no, the stars, the stars aren't right. You can't work in the fields on these days and so capitalism and like the introduction of capitalism was like no this won't do um we can't have this uh, of course um and so astrology for a while was not uh was like banned by the church and banned by like the powers that were especially in early capitalism and end of feudalism so because of the way that like you can't have a f- productive in quotation marks society if there are people who will not work on certain days because the sun is in the wrong sign i i would be super curious like i think this i don't know if this has ever happened but i would just i would be interested to see if someone had the exact same chart as me like exact same chart as me as by chance i think that's almost impossible because of the fact that they would have to be born in the same place at the same time as you I know. I know. And that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's a hypothetical. I'm just like, I'm curious, like, if that, if that could ever, There's ever, a lot of people happen, the same big threes as like? you. And it's probably not. But because there's degrees, uh, there's degrees and everything. And that's like the tricky part also. Okay. So we have, we haven't talked about Kendall or Anna Maria signs almost at all. So Kendall is a Virgo sun, an Aries moon and a Gemini rising. Kendall and I are twins or rising twins. Okay, so rising is determined by the time of day that you were born at. And so you were born at 11.53 p.m. Central Standard Time. I was born at 7.37 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Or no, not Pacific. It was Mountain Time because it was in Arizona. Anyways, but it changes day to day uh, also according to the sign. So if your sun sign is this and you were born at this time, then your rising is this. So from this time to this time, the like from like 4 a.m. to 6 a.m., the rising sign is going to be this. 
Aries moon, which means you express your emotions and feelings with like the characteristics of an Aries, which means you're probably very fiery and very passionate, but also kind of like Aries are a little bit impulsive. Julian. 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 Are we really making, we're making Jenna and Julian references on this? podcast here. I'm so glad that you <laughs> caught that. Yes. I'm actually really I proud of rock. you. I just don't. I'm a Virgo. I never watch streams. He's he's very much an Aries. <laughs> so it is an impulsive, fiery quality, outgoing, sometimes have hot tempers, forgive easily as well, optimistic, rarely remain sad for long. So you're going to express things in the way of a fiery, impulsive, probably a hot tempered type person. So do you have a temper? Is astrology real, Kendall? Uh, uh, I think I have a temper, but only when I'm irritable. But that's just because I only I'm have a temper irritable. when I'm angry. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> that's so insightful. I'm only angry when I'm angry. So like, but like, I'm only up. irritable okay. because I have mental illness. So yeah, <laughs> East mental I want to give you an example. It? I'm a water sign, right? So when I'm angry, my natural reaction is also is actually just to cry. Um, and I feel like that's very water sign of me. Uh, and it's also to just like hate myself a little bit and be like, am I angry for the right reasons? Am I just Anyways, uh, I think that that makes sense. How I express my emotions is just very uh, emo and intense. See, but I'm like that too. And I'm like, is it Zodiac or That is brings it me trauma? to Anna Maria's moon sign, which is literally the same as mine. So um, funny you should mention that, Anna Maria, because you're a Scorpio moon. So Jesus Christ, no wonder yeah. you guys get along. <laughs> What does it mean? Holy shit. Anna Bria is an Aquarius sun, Scorpio moon. Uh, I don't know how that affects Anna Bria. Uh, I think that that just means... I don't know I either. just think that that might be some weird dichotomy shit. Basically, it's just like um, you're constantly pulling against yourself based on like... <laughs> Who, what you actually are and who you actually are and also like what you're feeling and how you're feeling. You're constantly at like this, like it's like you can feel the separation that's basically the between past like couple you days. That's some intense dialectics. Yeah. That's the it's word like I was looking for. I was like, I was trying feel. to figure out what the word is. Is that, That's some yeah. dialectical shit. I'm using that word cor- incorrectly. I know I am, but uh, that's some synthesis antithesis type shit. Or wait, no thesis antithesis type okay. shit you're literally synthesis cool Karl marx would be so proud um i don't know what that means i'm talking out of my ass right there i can also look up aquarius is opposite skirt oh wait no it's taurus sorry i was wrong oh i actually i would love to be a taurus i wouldn't I have had bad luck with Welcome tourists. to the club, beach. See, that's the other thing, is people, like, they're like, oh, I have bad luck with this sign and whatnot, and I'm like, I, I could not tell you. Like, I don't see patterns, I don't, I made like, a tier list on that. Twitter, and I was like, here's a tier list of all the zodiac signs, and I do want to say that S-tier, and I'm going to maintain this, S-tier is Capricorns and Scorpios. I believe in Scorpio supremacy, still. However, 
I also believe in Capricorn supremacy. Don't say that because Aaron will get such a big head if you say Shout that. out to Aaron. Aaron is a Scorpio. I believe in Scorpio supremacy, Aaron. Jesus. So <laughs> I also I believe in Capricorn supremacy. Uh, like three of my really good friends, like two of them are my best friends, have the same birthday and it's in Capricorn. And I think that means something. Ryan, what's really hilarious is that I think that's actually why you and I get along is because magnet. <laughs> I am a Capricorn magnet. Uh, there there are so many Capricorns that I know, actually. To put it in perspective, my mom is a Capricorn. To put it in perspective, Louis Tomlinson is a Capricorn. Mm-hmm. Don't shut the... F- I know this. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Mahima loves Capricorns. We get it. To put it in perspective, Harry Styles is an Aquarius. Yeah, um, Aquarius. Is, Nile is Aquarius a Virgo, is, and I love other Virgos. You see, I'm an- I actually have a grudge against most Virgos. They were on like D tier, um, and like Kendall, you're like an <laughs> you're like an exception to this rule. I just want to say. Um, however, I will say that uh, I mostly hate other Virgos, and I I don't discriminate. I don't see a Virgo and go. <laughs> Um, <laughs> because I do want to say that, like, once again, one of my best friends is uh, a Virgo. I feel like for Aquariuses, we end up gravitating towards each other. And it's like, it's just one of those things that's so intense that it actually can be toxic. Like, I've had so many Aquarius things where it's like, we're so similar and we get along so well. But then it can be, like, just really bad because we butt heads since we're so similar i don't it's weird anyway yeah so the last so anabria's was capricorn rising uh capricorns um do this thing really funny enough where they kind of don't communicate well at all and they uh this is the stereotypes for like unevolved capricorns as they put it so capricorns if you're listening to this don't get mad at me i love you like i said you're s tier you're my faves Capricorns also have this tendency to not to like look at things super super rationally and to like a flawed extent so they express and they kind of put up a lot of walls which is really funny you're a Capricorn rising because it just means that you like your mask to the world is like the sign that puts up a lot of walls yeah it is important for I him definitely don't to think I something that he needs to feel that he has a skill, something that he can do better than anyone else. Quiet and diplomatic and True. know how to be subtle and tactful in their dealings with others. It may take a long time for you to get to know a Capricorn person because he is often serious and shy by nature. I don't really, I don't really Very consistent that. with every like Capricorn's son I know. Capricorns, like... Literally ask any question about Capricorns to me and I will give you the best answer. I am surrounded I by them. I am also surrounded by them. So, God, it's so interesting talking about all of this. And I just then, like, my brain goes, okay, well, how does this relate to, like, neurodivergency and mental illness? Like, we've been talking about that, but... Well, okay, so I do want to say that we all have really emotional moon signs. So that, if we're going to, like, say, oh, this is not how we're neurodivergent, if we're going to do the mental gymnastics to be like, this proves we're neurodivergent, uh, I could just say that, like, all of us have an extreme inability to regulate our emotions based on the fact that um, one of us is a Scorpio moon, 
you emo bitch or two of us are scorpio moons we're emo bitches who uh are intensely possessive and jealous and like emotional and uh express our emotions as like extreme in the extremes and then cancers moons are just intensely emotional crybabies uh shout out to me only crying here that's me, and then baby. Kendall Aries moons are just angry, impulsive, fiery emos, I guess. <laughs> emo. So our moon signs are all emo. Overall, looking at all the personality types, everything, you know, being an ENF, INFP, <laughs> INFPT, all that kind of stuff. And just wondering about the relation to that kind of stuff, I think is interesting. But the other thing that um, Ryan and I talked about once, we didn't really expand on that, but something to think about for me and i don't know if it has any impact whatsoever is i was actually supposed to be a pisces i was born a month early and that i think is if you were a pisces i would stop hating pisces so much that's sweet oh wow (laughs) but like on my tier list of all the zodiac signs i do have aquarius in a tier because of you and zane my roommate and Yes, I wasn't about to say Harry. Harry no, stuff. no, I was going to also say Zane. No, it's it's not Harry. It's, uh-huh. it's definitely not Harry Styles. It's Hold definitely on, we do Zane. need to make a note. Not, not One Direction Zane. Oh, 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 oh no, 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 I have, I, I did say my roommate Zane. Oh, I, I did say that. <laughs> just, just so we all know here, Zane is a like, Capricorn. Ooh. So Zane Malik is a Capricorn. Uh, Zane, my roommate, is is not. A Capricorn. He's an Aquarius. He was born on a day in Aquarius. <laughs> awesome. An Aquarius day. That's good. Good. But I think this is all super interesting and we definitely should revisit this. Maybe if we ever find like some other tests we can do if things become more popular. We could do like the there's like that one test where they I mean, it's super long. I don't know if you guys have ever taken it. It's like a million questions and then they tell you the fictional character you're most like. It's not a BuzzFeed. It's like a really, really long one. I think I've taken that and I don't remember which one I got, but it was one I'd never seen before. My most similar character was Jake from Two and a Half Men. So Please I don't stop. know why I thought you were about to say Jake from I Jake thought you were going to say American Dragon Jake Long. I, I almost said Jake Ryan and I was like, wait, no, hold on. There's four different people in the world. I thought you were going to say Jake from Adventure Time. Five people in this world. Thank you for joining us today. If you head to our website, which is neurodivergerants.com, spelled N-E-U-R-O-D-I-V-E-R-G-R-A-N-T-S.com. We have lots of extras. There's lots more about us, all over social media. You can also apply to be a guest host or a musical guest. And as always, you can reach out with any suggestions, questions, comments, or concerns. A transcript of today's episode will be available on our website as well. Today's music was brought to you by, again, uh, yours truly. It's me. Please apply to be a guest musical artist. I'm tired of putting my own music out there. <laughs> We'd love to feature someone else. So, And thanks again. We will see you next time. Thanks. Right. Bye. 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 Bye.